Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The biggest questions heading into week two of the NFL season next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. And if you're watching on YouTube, which you really should be, Dave was doing a little dance there in our I wasn't really. You love to see. Yeah, I wouldn't call it dancing. I was just doing like that. You were doing the week two dance. The week two dance, sure, I guess. But like I wasn't like shaking my butt or anything. Uh, Not that that's what you really want to see when you're on YouTube. (laughs) Is that there's a million other people whose butts are being. Don't do it. Don't say that. (laughs) How about this? I promise not to shake my butt. If you subscribe to uh, FFT, I, I think that's a good one. All right. YouTube. There we go. You will not see that today. happen. All right. Welcome to FFT and five where we've turned our attention after that digression to week two. I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard. And we're talking about the biggest questions heading into week two of the fantasy football season. And Dave, how'd your week one go? We were talking about that. Uh, I, I got blown out by you in, in our super flex league, but overall I went nine and five. So not bad. Not bad. How about you? I either went nine and eight or 10 and seven. And I can't tell one of the teams because the commissioner who will go unnamed, but is a part of our daily programming, uh, forgot to set up the league all the way. So I'm waiting for that league to get set up to see whether or not I won or lost. But okay, worst case scenario, I went a game over 500, which all is right, well, not, not bad for a guy who didn't take a lot of receivers yeah, it was a good, good start for the top four wide receivers in particular. They all, all top four wide receivers in ADP, all scored 28 PPR points or more, which is just incredible. Uh, really good week. But we're going to talk about mostly some running backs coming out of week one, heading into week two. And the first big question for week two, how high are you ranking Jeff Wilson? I'm in the flex range. I'm not as excited about him as other people are. I've had a chance to kind of think about it. Since this morning, I agree that he should be the top waiver wire ad because it's a running back that's going to get a lot of work, and it, it's the San Francisco offense. But it's a little bit of a different situation. Not only is Debo mm-hmm. Samuel going to be there to take work away from him, and he did that last year, and, and Wilson was okay. He got you 14.7 PPR points per game or more in two of the four games that he uh, had a significant role in, and Debo was in on those games. But the quarterback wasn't a running quarterback. Yeah. And they didn't have two rookie running backs behind them that they were going to evaluate. So I'm I'm a little nervous about Jeff Wilson having a big role, and that's why I'm not going to spend up for him. I've got him as a flex, even in non-PPR. Um, a handful of other running backs that I would take ahead of him this week in my lineup uh, includes Montgomery, Daryl Henderson, CEH, Cordell Patterson, Antonio Gibson. I mean, names that are yeah. pretty obvious to people. Yeah, I've got uh, both Jets running backs with Joe Flacco at quarterback, how much he threw to them. I've got, you know, Rashad Penny, Naheem Hines, even uh, Ramondre Stevenson and De- Damian Harris. So Jeff Wilson's running back 33 for me in PPR, 29 and non. So a little right. better there, but a little higher. Not, in them. 
yeah, not someone I'm super excited about. I'm expecting like 65 total yards and a an okay chance at a touchdown in that offense. Yeah, but you know the matchup so is good. good near the goal line. Yeah, so that's that true. that's the concern too. So he could take him away, and it's honestly it is a good matchup. Seattle's coming off their emotional victory. Yeah. They played on Monday. Defense played 66 snaps. They allowed a ton of yards to Denver's running backs. So mm-hmm. there, there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity. All right. Who is your top buy low candidate coming out of week one? I like the idea of taking advantage of the narrative in Seattle, speaking of okay. the Seahawks, and going after DK Metcalf, who had a quarter of the targets from Geno Smith. I thought Geno Smith looked okay. Uh, Metcalf didn't do anything with them. He averaged a shade more than five yards per catch, which isn't going to happen again. And he's going to get plenty of touchdowns. And I I just, I I think that people are going to be very disenchanted with DK Metcalf after that game, throw a fumble on top of it. That's the the cherry on top of that crap Sunday. And I think you can probably swindle somebody, get them to be your wide receiver three for, uh, for a song. Not, not that much in trade form. And yeah, I've got him ranked as a low-end number two receiver this week as well. I'm surprised that Geno Smith didn't take more shots with him down the field. That's something Geno Smith has been willing to do in the past. I've got him in the fringe wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. He's behind Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. He's behind, you know, I've got Mike Evans kind of low this week. Just, man, the Saints have just had the answer for Tom Brady and that t- Tampa Bay offense over the past couple of seasons in a way that, is really hard to understand, but Marshawn Lattimore especially has really made Mike Evans' life uh, pretty miserable over the last few seasons. I think he he get kicked out of a game uh, for getting into it with Marshawn Lattimore a couple seasons ago as well. So that's been a frustrating matchup for him, but I still have him ahead of DK Metcalf. Let's move on to the last question, and we'll go really quickly because I think the answers are fairly obvious, but maybe you'll disagree. Are you panicking about the bad games from Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara... It's worth noting, was dealing with a rib injury in week one, although it doesn't sound like it's going to linger. Nah, I'm not really panicking. I would love to take advantage of other people's panic, mm-hmm. um, but I don't I don't think I'll get that chance because I think most people are willing to be patient. I think they're mostly happy with McCaffrey because he survived the game. <laughs> he scored a touchdown as well, and Kamara has had some bad games in the past, and then he ends up being just an absolute game-breaker later on. Saints would be dumb not to get him involved in their offense moving forward. I'm sure they will, and uh, not not that worried about it. Although this week I wouldn't expect a huge game because it's Tampa. That's a good run defense, yeah. but you should still start him. I agree with everything you said there. If I get the opportunity to buy low on Alvin Kamara and Chris McCaffrey, I would absolutely take it. So that's all to say don't sell them low. Uh, that's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. For Dave Richard, I'm Chris Towers. We'll see you tomorrow.